Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. How are you guys today? I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, joined once again by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. Top Hello. of the morning to you, Angela. Top of the morning. It Top is, the morning. we are recording in the morning yes. this time. This yes. is an authentic morning. I made my first fire this morning. Ooh. Speaking of F words. <laughs> That's nice. We, um, I put Owen in charge. Owen told me the other day that he wants to be a farmer when he grows up. Bless him. And so I said, Owen, if that's the case, then I will be glad to hand over some farming tasks to you that you can be in charge of. How convenient. You can can learn. (laughs) One of them was firewood. So blesses. I mean, he's seven. He's so cute. He took a check for our neighbor up to our neighbors because we buy fruit wood from him. You know, he's got a big orchard, Mm -hmm. so he's always cutting Mm -hmm. trees down. So he went and made the transaction and planned the delivery. And uh, him and dad. yeah. I know. It's so cute. It's so cute. (laughs) That is. Him Mm. and Stu are going to take the truck up in the hills and cut some firewood. You know, here in Washington, you can just buy like a firewood tag, which means you can go out to public lands and pick up fallen trees or dead, dead stuff. Okay. And you can cut it for firewood. Anyway, that's on their to-do list. It's very cute. With permission. Yeah. You have to get a permit. Get you a have tag, to get brush this. stupid firewood. <sighs> we really like to legalize the fun out of things, don't we? Seriously. <laughs> Is this latte legal? I'm not sure. It's got raw milk, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, 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 okay, what podcast is this? All right, um, today's Hello. episode of Homemaker Wait, did Chic. did you say what show this was? I, I think I did. Just in case. It's the Homemaker Chic This is the Chic Homemaker one. Chic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Toops & Co. This is your one-stop online shop for all of your organic, natural skincare and makeup needs. We still get questions about this, which tells me people are skipping the ads and not listening. This is why I'm telling you this, because people are saying, what clean makeup should I use? What clean skincare should I use? Tubes and Co. Tube like soup, but with a T, is what you should be using because they offer an entire line of products like skin serums and face balms and mascara and mineral makeup. Lipsticks, eyeshadows, deodorants, all kinds of gorgeous stuff. The shampoo bar is fantastic because I am actually doing a shampoo no poo. Like you're you're washing your hair, but it's not you don't shampoo and conditioner. It's just like this shampoo bar, super clean and allows your hair's natural oils to stay in there. So there's a transition period that's not super enjoyable. But once that's over. It's really great. It's really great. So instead of going to Target or Sephora, I want you guys head over to Tubes and Co. and use the coupon code Homemaker because Emily is going to give you 10% off your entire Tubes and Co. order for being a Homemaker Chic listener. So this is a great time to go stock up on those new fall colors of lipstick, which I'm going to do. Fabulous. <laughs> I'm ready for some. And after you have your makeup all done, fabulous. You need to put on an outfit from 956 Studio. They are also sponsoring today's show. It's nine spelled out. N-I-N-E, in case you didn't know. 956studio.com. This is sustainable loungewear for homemakers, work from home mamas, and straight up homebodies. 
So after you get your face all clean and fabulous or after you get your face on, mm-hmm. you should put on an outfit from 956studio.com. These are chic and comfy styles made right here, Shay, in mm-hmm. Wisconsin. You know what I love for about Wis- these clothes? I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. Okay. I know we have a lot of homeschooling moms, which is actually what we we're going to talk about today. Yay. And you know those pieces that you can put on that you have where you feel like a woman and you feel like you could go out on the town, but you just feel gathered and put together. Like when mm-hmm. you're homeschooling, these yes. are what those are like for me. Like it's like your your cape of awesomeness. It is no, and and that we we can talk about this more when we talk. <laughs> but that does make a big difference when you come Massive. to the homeschool room or the, to the dining room table to homeschool, and you are dressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm just saying, the students give you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Respect. Mm-hmm. We There's must, a little we bit more serious about that because I put on a new pair okay. of jeans today. And uh, yes. OK. Remind me of that. <laughs> so grab yourself some fabulous, comfy, organic, made in America styles from a hardworking stay at home mom. This is how she came to create this company. She was working at home in her PJs and she said, hey, like this is not effective. So visit 956studio.com. Use the coupon code. Yes, you get a discount for being a listener. Mm -hmm. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKER10. And if you need to, if you need these coupon codes, be sure to check the show notes or the website. And we'll talk about that when we're done too. Yes. So thanks 956 Studios. We love that you sponsored the show. Yes. And Toops and Co. Yes. We love Soup our sponsors. <laughs> I know there's a better way to say that, but. No, I love it. Um, I suppose because the music's so good, we must cue the wine music, even though we're drinking coffee. Correct. That's okay. The, the weekend is coming. The it's, weekend is coming. It's about wine time. So cue it. Okay. All right. Well, the weekend's not coming for five more days, by the way. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is Monday. <laughs> Gosh. It hurts. That's depressing. <laughs> all right. Cue it anyways. All right. I cued it. All right. All right. Okay. Did you, um, you do drink wine on Mondays. I always have a glass with dinner. Just a glass. One. It's very nice. Yeah. You're, you're better than I am. <laughs> Dry Farms loves me more than they love you. <laughs> oh, well, if you are this due is to... <laughs> go, this go. is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour a glass of wine or whatever scratches your itch, as Shay says, mm-hmm. belly up to the bar. Yep. Yes, do that. Uh, if it's tea, do some tea. If it's a nice espresso. Is that your British accent du jour? I don't. It's just what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Fitz tea, do some tea. In one of our very first episodes, we talked about accents, and I go, nobody talks like that. And Amelie, you know, she listens to the show. She goes, Mom, did anybody get that joke? Because I got it. You know, we love old movies in this house, and that is a line from an old Marilyn Monroe movie, Some Like It Hot, but there are lots of fake accents involved. And he says, nobody talks like that. <laughs> Oh, I, I wish I could do accents. I wish I could do accents. I, but I, alas, I cannot. I cannot. Um, yes, if it's tea, have some tea. I'm having a nice espresso right now with some cream. Cream not from my cow, believe it or not, <laughs> because we had a little cow problem this morning and the cows broke through the fence 
and the calves drank all my milk. Drank it all. So I got to go try again this afternoon. Luckily, milk keeps coming, but still, I'm really mad about it. <laughs> what are we talking about? Wine. Okay, yes. Uh, this is part of the podcast is sponsored by Dry Farm Wines. If you guys have not checked them out yet, this is an online company that will ship you wines in the mail every month. You choose how many you want to get. And these are natural, like homegrown of the earth. No added yeasts, no added chemicals, no added flavorings, nada. Just naturally fermented wines from dry farms, meaning non-irrigated farms. We love them. Their wines are clean and full of life because they are alive because of the natural fermentation, which you can taste. They're so Mm. delicious. And um, I've been our customer now for years and years and years. And every bottle I open, I absolutely love. So what bottle have you opened, Miss Angela? What are you sipping? I have this uh, from the weekend. This okay. is Beck Inc. You know, if we're going to talk about labels, I'm, I can appreciate this one. I don't love it. It's a big octopus oh, squirting I have ink. That one in my, I have that one yes. in my stash. Yes. Okay. So this this is a Judith Beck and it's Beck Inc. This is a 2019 and um, pardon me, my German speaking friends, Osterreich. I think is how it's going to be said. That's how we're going to say it today. Osterreich, this is from Bergenland, Austria. Okay. And it's just a really lovely medium bodied red. Uh, I know the grapes are grown in very loamy clay and limestone soil. And what what variety of grapes are they? Is it a blend? It is a blend. It's a Zweigel. I think it's 80 percent. Um, let me see if I say this, Zweigelt mm-hmm. and 20%, and I'll say this with my French accent, Saint Laurent. So, <laughs> One of the things um, I love about dry farms is how you're introduced to so many different varieties of grapes that you didn't even know existed. Like we know Chardonnay, Merlot, like Sap right. Blanc, like some very general, what I would consider like more grocery store varieties. But like the one I enjoyed last time was a Grolot, Grolio. That's French. How do you say that? I don't know. I can't see it. G-R-O-L-L-E-A-U. Can I see it? Yeah, Grolo. Grolo. Mm -hmm. There you go. Like, I don't even know what that is. I have no idea what that is. I don't (laughs) either. So just like all the dry farms, this is, um, you know, they use the wild yeast from the grape and a spontaneous Mm -hmm. fermentation. And we talked a couple weeks ago about a wine that's um, done in concrete. And this Mm -hmm. is fermented in steel and open wooden vats. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's my understanding that with this particular year, you could let it sit up to five years and it would even improve more. So, okay. So check it. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Um, This is off topic, but Stu and I are planning out plans. (laughs) Wow. Are you, are you Shay? Um, Ooh, I smell bacon. I smell bacon. Um, Stu and I are planning out to build, I don't want to call it a tiny house because that brings up different terms. So we're calling it a shepherd's cottage on our property. Of course you are. (laughs) It overlooks the sheep meadow. It's a shepherd's cottage. Anyway, is, this is different than the Hobbit hole. No, it's this it's in it's in cahoots with the Hobbit hole. So okay. we have this okay. great little chunked out piece of property where it's like a little valley, but it's a small piece. Mm-hmm. But the point is, you could build a shepherd's cottage and 
cover the very back part of it to be flush with all the land around it. And it would be a living roof. So there would be a building mm-hmm. under there. You would never see it. Which Could was- I do that with my septic mount? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have one of those too. <laughs> disgusting (laughs) anyway what was I talking about oh um so in the back the part that's going to have the living roof it'll be you know sunken down it'll be a good 10 feet you're gonna store wine in there we're gonna store wine and cheese in there yeah girl yep yeah there is one down the road here um it's old it's over 100 years old and it's built into the ground wooden door and the local chefs they do they put cheese and meats and things like that in there that's freaking cool yeah i'm really excited about it because we don't store our wines we drink them all (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it would be great to have some really special bottles. Like we brought back a a bottle from um, an organic farm that we visited when we were in Italy. It's Mm -hmm. 16%. It's like, it's very high. So it could age for quite a while. Um, Quick, tell these people, these lovely listeners where they can get Um, some dry farms. Go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and you will get free bottle with your first order of any amount from dry farms. And so I do the 12 bottles a month plus the bubbles and which is three bottles a month. Um, and it's fabulous. So go check them out. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Lovely. Oh, what a guy. Are you getting bacon? I'm getting bacon more delivery? coffee, but I do smell bacon. Oh. So good Somebody things are coming. Somebody just broke something in my kitchen. Oh. I think I just heard an expletive and oh, that's good. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's good. Well, I still have. That's half always a great when of- mom's working. <laughs> yes. Uh, as long as you don't smell fire, it's going to be fine. <laughs> oh no, they need me for the fires. I'm telling you, I am chill. Mm. I'm chill in a fire. I get the towel. Mm-hmm. I wet it. I throw it on there. Everybody else is shrieking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, step aside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's funny as a mom, you sort of learn um, the things you're good at and not so good at. So, for example, Mm -hmm. fire, like especially kitchen fire. Totally fine. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kid choking. I flip out. And when you have little kids, especially like when you've got like 10 years of having little kids, like Mm -hmm. they choke a lot. They just do. It's like they don't chew their food enough or like, you know, something happens. And I straight up like I do the same thing every time I jump up and I'm like Stew! <laughs> and he knows like when when that comes out it's like they're for real choking and mm-hmm. he'll very calmly go over and he's like if they're coughing they can breathe so it's okay they just I gotta know. work I always try it. to tell Joel I'm like there's air mm-hmm. don't panic I know. you can tell there's air but they're panicking and they're looking at me like mom mm-hmm. save me and oh my gosh it's horrible i hate it just chew your food please chew your food <laughs> chew it. okay um that's lesson 1 of homeschooling teaching your kids to chew food <laughs> hey bottoms up angela lesson that two, latte went just... down like water look how small it is <laughs> What are we talking about? Yeah, that's about? how my morning started. Uh, we realized we couldn't find the the coffee, so we mm. grind, we do our beans outside on the in the summer kitchen, roast them. Yeah, and I should have done it last night. Didn't. Then I would have realized last night we can't find the coffee. But um, I woke up to my cow like yelling at me. I'm ready to be milked. 
I guess mm-hmm. I've never had her do that. She's not. She's probably in heat. <gasps> Mark it oh. so that if you're going to get her AI, you know, 21 days I, I from am. now. 21 days 21, from now. Oh, I am marking. I'm writing that down right now. Yep. 21 days. Some cows are like, silent, which means you can't really tell if they're not around other cows. If they're around other cows, they will try to jump on other cows. So mm-hmm. in your mind, you'd think, oh, the person being jumped on is in heat. But that's not true. The one doing right. the jumping is in heat. Right. But yeah, keep track because I bet you in about 21 days she'll do it again. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's about time anyways, right? Yes, it's about time. We are getting ready September. to turn our cow out with the bull and which is great because she'll be out with the bull while we're on vacation. Fabulous. Oh, lovely. And yeah, uh, just going to do her thing. And then we're actually going to give her a year off after that. Oh, nice. Yep, it will be her. She that'll be like her sixth calf in as many years, and she's earned it. She's earned it. So, but I need one more year of cheese making to stock up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that's what I I woke up to. Like, what is there a is there a triceratops in my pasture? Mm-hmm. What is that sound? I mean, over. And over and over again, I went outside. I just gave her some treats and I'm like, would you please shut up? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You're being very loud. I gave her some molasses, kept on doing it. I gave her some hay. I'm like, this is really ridiculous. It's 645 in the morning and I'm not ready to milk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's- um, you do sometimes just a little word of caution, have to be careful who you send into the pen. Because like we've had cows try to jump on people when they're in heat, if they're really feeling it. <laughs> Okay. So just be careful. It'll only last for like 24 hours. So. Okay. And there you go, listeners. Little animal animal husbandry lesson for you. Would she sync up with other animals? Mm, Yeah, that can happen. Because I have sheep in heat right now. Possible. Hmm. It's time for your sheep to be bred too. I know. They're in with the ram. Lovely. Yeah. This is the time. This is the baby making time. This is it. This is it. Let's do this. This is where spring lambs come from, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. Okay, so lesson one. What was lesson don't, one? Don't let your kids joke. Joking. Lesson two, animal husbandry. We're talking homeschool. Uh, yes. Yes. I. Um, How did it go? We each, we each had our first weeks. Yes. Official. Yes. Official first weeks. Ooh. Okay. I know so many people are in the same boat as us. And in, well... In, in different boats. Because different boats. Some people, different styles of boats. Some, some people, people are, are on a canoe. Some yep. people are on a yacht. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I've seen so many status updates of people with their kids, like plugged into their distance learning and, and trying to do homeschool that way. Um, um, I did see one with a kindergartner distance learning and the mom was really stressed. Mm-hmm. And I have to confess, I shook my head because mm. <laughs> I'm like... Can we just like read the kid some Laura Ingalls and give her some markers and some Play-Doh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And send her on her way? Because I think it depends on the kid, probably. I think it okay. probably depends on the kid's personality. I mean, kindergarten is the, the idea of kindergarten is funny to me <laughs> because if you just are home with your kids doing life alongside them, it's just stuff that they learn. You know, they just learn it like your colors, your shapes. How do you scissors? Whatever. Like that just that's just life. Let's just call that life. 
Well, it's true because when you have your firstborn, you're teaching them all these things, mm-hmm. you know, you're teaching them. And then by the time you get to kid number three, you're like, yeah, you'll figure it out. Yep, you do. I don't, I don't remember teaching anybody after child number two shapes, Mm-mm. colors, Mm-mm. beginner letters, nothing. I, I mean, sat down with Juliet and Will this week for a little phonics time. And it's just going mm-hmm. through flashcard sounds that letters make. You know, Will knows it, but it gives us a thing to do together. And so yeah, yeah. I'm going through it with Juliet. This is our first week and she knows them all. And I'm like, I never taught you any of these things. Yeah. Like the names of letters. I never did that. It's I love that. It's osmosis. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And my friend Jody encouraged me. She's she's my got another fly shade. I know. It's <laughs> so bad. And they won't die. They'll just be here and you'll see one in February. And you're like, what? A fly in February? <laughs> Flying really slow. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, my friend Gross. Jody, she's she's a nuclear homeschooler. I love her. And she mm. encouraged me. So I'm going to pass this along because it's very helpful for me to remember. She said, when you're homeschooling, you have to. To cater to the oldest, you have to always be thinking about the oldest. And it's easy when you get one like Georgia who can read and do her own lessons. You can just give her a sheet Mm -hmm. of what she needs to cover that day. It's easy to send them off and say, "Okay, just, you know, bring me your work and I'll check Check it when you're done. done. Yep. Um, That's always the temptation because you want to sit with the four year old and work through the Mm -hmm. letter sounds. Mm -hmm. But but what she has said for the last couple of years now, like has been true. We found that to be true, which is catering to Georgia, catering to what she needs to learn. The others just pick it up. They pick up the yeah. pieces that they understand. They ask questions about what they don't. And then all of a sudden you're six months down the line and the four-year-old is reading words and you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Hold on yeah. a second. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But you have to trust the and, process. Yeah. And if they're not like, this is another, um, I don't know really quite what we're going to do with this episode if we're just going to chat homeschool or what. No, but we need to go into specifics, people. I think. OK, well, that was a good point. Um, I just lost my point, though. I think I think your <laughs> point, was my point was was um, that if they don't pick it up and if they are going to be longer oh, yeah. and your seven year old's not reading yet, chill out. They're chill going to learn to read. Heck out. Yeah. Yeah. So I have. You know, I've been homeschooling for 10 years and now I have six students this year. And I so I've seen like this whole wide variety. Aiden really didn't get get a handle on learning until he was nine or on reading. Rather, it was just it wasn't this fluid response until it all came together completely when he was nine. I mean, Lee, on the other hand, taught herself at four I didn't teach her how to read. She was like you're saying, sitting alongside of Aiden, who's two years older. So he was six and she was four and she was just sitting next to us at the table coloring. And she figured out all the sounds and then she looked a little bored. So I gave her some sheets to start filling out and she's putting phonics Mm -hmm. together and stuff. I mean, so and then I have Anais, who's my second to the youngest. And the last two years, I've tried to introduce her to the idea of homeschooling. No, just almost like dingbat, uh-huh. like just not can't, couldn't put nothing sequential, mm-hmm. couldn't put things, you know, keep the concept. It was just like a, her. it was like a sieve and she's a sharp as a tack. But when it came to 
you know, uh, letters or num- numeric sequences or you know, just no. Yeah. And now I just sat down with her on Monday and we went through a lesson, something that we tried last year. She answered every question. She did everything. Yeah. I didn't do anything with her over the summer. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's just it's giving their brains space. And and I think you need to learn to trust that intuition, which is just like yeah. you can push this, but it's around peg into a square hole you have it's like potty training or, or anything yes, i mean we, push just, it. we just push it especially push it. when we have our just a couple kids or our first kid mm-hmm. because we're ambitious we're excited mm-hmm. for the next phase of things well and i think there's this um i think the, there's a real misconception with homeschooling that homeschooling students are automatic geniuses like and if you are a homeschool <laughs> mom you need to be pumping out little mini lawyers yeah. and mini chemists and like it's this yeah. natural occurrence when the fact is they're learning just like any other child, they're just learning tucked under your wing in your home. And it's all going to happen at a different time in a different way for each student. And the wonderful thing about homeschooling is that that's a safe place for that to happen. Hopefully, nobody's going to be making fun of them. They can take a break and go blow off steam when they need to. They don't have to look up at the clock and go, dear Lord, there's four more hours of this torture, you know. It's a safe place for them to come into their own. Exactly. Exactly. All right. What I think would be helpful for listeners is let's go through subjects because you and I have kids, students ranging from four years old to 15 years old. So we cover a Mm -hmm. pretty broad gamut of things. What -hmm. if we go through subjects, sort of talk about what we're doing briefly so that people can kind of get a grasp? I mean, that's probably the number one question we get. It's like, what curriculum? And let's preface this by saying there's no magic curriculum. There's no right Mm -hmm. or wrong curriculum way to do this. Like every single homeschool, and I know a lot of homeschoolers, every single family does it differently, significantly differently. And so you have to take the reins and say, this is what we're going to do for our family. And sometimes that means not being able to cover all the stuff you want to do. Mm -hmm. At least for this season. And um, that's hard. And it also, pardon me, Shay. It also means giving yourself, and we talk about this a ton on the show, a truckload of grace. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. If you're brand new to this, it might take you two and a half years to sort it out. Or four. And you need to. Or four. I'm on four. four. (laughs) Let go of the guilt that you're sorting it out on your child's time. Yeah. Yep. Like, my poor kids, they have to, they're along for this ride while I figure out what the heck I'm doing. Yep. They'll be fine. They're going to be fine. So long yeah. as you create a safe, loving environment for them to learn in, they will be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> well, we we have implemented a few new things this year um, that I have found really helpful. So even before we start school, okay, so let's, let's, before we even get into the subject matter that we're covering, Um, Mm -hmm. a few things that I found to be super helpful for our family. We sit down for breakfast together. We have Mm -hmm. morning time. So we do cover some subjects. I've talked about that on the podcast before, but it's our time that we pray. We do Psalm singing. We do fable reading and oral, uh, narrations of that, which just means I will read a fable from one of Aesop's fables to a child and they will tell me the story back orally. So it's Mm -hmm. a, it's a, Time for them to practice, you know, listening, taking in words. And then if they can't do it, the other kids will help. It's a great practice. Takes five minutes a day, but it's really impactful over time. And then we do our catechism questions. Mm -hmm. So we use the Westminster Shorter Catechism questions. And that's just all covered at breakfast. It's great. And it's, you know, five minutes Mm -hmm. of each thing. Nothing crazy. 
but then we leave already having fed ourselves a bit. And then it's chore time. And we do not sit down to do school if beds aren't made, teeth aren't brushed, uh, bedrooms aren't clean, laundry isn't started and dishes aren't done. So we have just set a time and we say we're going to sit down at the homeschool table at 830. All of your chores, everybody has a printable chore chart. They can check off what they've done. You need to sit down with all of your chores done. And if they don't, you know, there's the time management element, you know, where you're giving them freedom, but you're saying, but you, here's the expectation. If they sit down because they've just been lazy or been distracted or not done their stuff, then that's a discipline issue at that point. So we have a pretty mm-hmm. set morning routine. And then the expectation is you're there at this time, ready to learn. How do you guys handle your preschool time? Um, I'm up before everyone and I've got them last week was our, like we called it a soft start, which I know a lot of homeschoolers use that expression. So everybody's sort of adjusting to getting up earlier and we do the chores, um, first. And that is Amelie Lee and I milking and then Joel doing the majority of the chores and the kids coming along to help. And, um, I've usually started breakfast the night before or before before we go milk and then we eat. Um, this week we are doing, or for the next couple of weeks, we're using Jennifer's book, Connoisseur mm-hmm. Kids, mm-hmm. because um, yeah, we do that as well. Just coming off of the wild, the wildness of summer, I felt like everybody needed a refresher yep. <laughs> in what manners look like. Yep. Hello. So, um, and we have the hymnals on the table. So we try to sing a couple songs together. That doesn't happen. Every day mm-hmm. is just, just the reality. Um, and then the big kids start at eight because they have a heavier load and the younger kids want to start. But I tell them mom won't be ready until nine. So um, we start with we we meet together and start with catechism together and we go over the notebooks that have everybody's assignments in them, like what what's going to be done today. So in um, we do have a schoolroom. We turned like an old back porch area into a schoolroom. And I keep a like a plastic card table out and we use sunlight for a lot of our curriculum. So it comes with these big binders that are a little bit overwhelming. All the you know, the way they're laid out. Yeah. It's overwhelming to me. It's not quite the way my brain works. So it's a challenge for me to get a handle on it every day. Um, and so I just leave these notebooks open to what week and what day we're on. So I can stand there and look at all four (laughs) at the same time and kind of get a gauge and then start handing out. Yeah. Okay. Here's what's next. Here's what we're going to do. Um, so I'm ready to be, I call it teacher mama by, by nine, but the big kids will hop on a computer and do their math or they'll work on their spelling or something where they, um, can be more autonomous. Mm -hmm earlier than that right Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. and the same thing like the house has got to be some semblance of order because again otherwise then my brain doesn't work right (laughs) i have to have order and a lot of times some order washing machine running yeah you know you're up sweeping the floors at 10 30 at night before you go to sleep so that you can be prepared for the next day there's a lot of 
working ahead in homeschooling, like anticipating. Oh, yeah. The next thing, uh-huh. which is hard when you've just been <laughs> sure led emotionally all summer where you're just like, I feel like going swimming. I feel like going out to the garden. I feel like, yeah, <laughs> that you have to let that die. Making a bouquet and doing. You have to let that yeah. die. And um, and I will say, too, we t- I know we talked about this last week, but oh, there I go bumping my mic. Um, uh, As a homeschooling mom, and I'll speak to myself, but I think this is true for you as well. I have had to let go of gardening, Shay. <laughs> and during the out there in school time, I have to let go of working Shay. I have to let go of farmer Shay. So long as the animals are fed and there's no fires to mm-hmm. put out. Um, I have been literally shutting my phone in my bedroom. Computers are off. Um, yep. And I am 1000% committed to being school mom from, you know, morning time when I get up until after lunch. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's the greatest chunk of our school day. And that's hard because my garden, I had a gardening friend stop by yesterday and I was just like, Marseille, don't judge me, please. Like I I have to let go of that piece of me for now, at least to the extent that I would want to do it. And that's hard to do, but it is, it's hard. It's hard just to just turn your back Mm -hmm. on the garden. Mm -hmm. You know, those wonderful hours between like eight and 11 when you would just go out and crush it, you know, those are gone. So, um, yeah, I'm walking in the morning. I could be gardening, I suppose, but yeah, I'm walking instead yeah. as per our workout conversation. Shove it. Just saying. I, I got my <laughs> machine. Stu's getting it set up for me today. I'm actually going to work out with my friend Amber today because she set up an at-home gym and she lives like two minutes away. And she got this bike oh, called fun. the Assault Bike. And she calls it the death bike oh, that, because she's like, oh, this brother. isn't one of those like get on for 45 minutes and do cardio. She's like, it's like you do three groups of like, you know, 25 seconds and you're dry heaving. And I'm like, I like this. I think I'd like this. <laughs> so call me when I, you're I, done. I want to try it to see what it's like. But anyway, um, we'll talk about that on a different episode. <laughs> Okay, so that that is sort of how we set the stage for our homeschool day. Yeah. Yeah. This year we did some, you know, I I spent a lot of time last year helping people look for books Mm -hmm. and their pencils. And I just laid it out. I said, you guys, I am a working mother. Six people, three meals a day, homeschool. Plus, I have a lot of hobbies. Mm -hmm. Like I am a person, too, and I am be darned if I'm going to spend half my year helping you find your books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, we have some new rules. I know that's always been an undercurrent, but I'm just going to make it official. We don't say I don't know. Yep. Because that is an expression. That that's lazy. Sentence, that sentence, when anybody says I don't know, it makes me nuts. Uh, we don't say I can't find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. Like you can say I'm looking for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't say I lost. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. So that's helped. I bought one of those pencil sharpeners that like bolts down and I actually bolted it into one of my <laughs> antique pieces of furniture. I did. I was like, this is our homeschool cabinet. It's bolted here in the dining room in the middle of where it makes no sense. But I'm like, this uh-huh. is where you sharpen your pencil. If anybody unbolts this thing, I will decapitate them. On Mondays, I give them a pencil. I'm like, this is your pencil yep. for the week. Yep. Don't tell me you can't find it. Laura Ingalls got a pencil and a slate. Yes. And it was like she won the lotto. Yeah. Like, come on. Have some appreciation. Yeah. No, that's true. We're, we're laying the smack down with pencils, too. Man. <laughs> 
Um, okay. So we're here. We've had breakfast. The house is in order. We've, we've covered some ground a little bit during morning time. We're good. We got some good oils mm. diffusing. I actually, doTERRA sent what, me. What are you diffusing? Okay. Like doTERRA sent I, me the emotional I have it just like, aromatherapy package in the mail last week uh, for convention. I got one too. Yeah. And uh-huh. I, it came at school time. And so, of course, I bring out these oils. My kids love anything in a roller. So I bring it out and they're all just like bathing themselves in these oils. I'm like, <laughs> you idiot. Like, why didn't you just bring out this kit? I've got a nice little holder for it. They mm-hmm. know they're they naturally are inclined to ones that they tend to need. So like Owen, yeah. it's always motivate. He loves motivate. I love motivate. And it's I mean, it's that whole wild orange and peppermint. I mean, that's what we would that's what I would diffuse normally during school time. Mm-hmm. Um, adaptive's a really good one for him or or for kids who, you know, tend to struggle with sort of focusing on one task. Or a mother yeah. who does the same thing. Hello. <laughs> I put them, I always just keep them in a, like a bowl yeah. in the center. I did get the little holder too last week, which was fun. Yeah. But before that, I kept them in a bowl, thinker, in tune, yeah. wild orange, peppermint, just in the center of the table. And it was just like, if I could see them struggling or I would just remind them, like, yep. don't forget, you can reach for your oils yep. if you need to. Yep. But before we start school, I go in and I just crank wild, wild orange, orange and peppermint yeah. in the diffuser. Owen is like, really sensitive to wild orange in a good way. Like every time it's mm. on, he's like, mom, I love this. Mom, I love this. I love this oil. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes it can be such a small thing. But if that's enough to propel you through your homeschooling time, then crank it. Um, helps me when I, Oh yeah. Every time I do it, I'm like, Oh, what is, why don't it's wrong with you? Why don't you do this all the time? It should be running. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's the same way that you feel like if you're baking bread or you make a nice coffee, like that mm -hmm. smell alone is enough for the kids to be like, Oh, I'm excited. Okay. What are we having fresh bread for lunch? Like what's happening? Right. Um, That anticipation. And mm -hmm. okay. Now, now our stage is set. Okay. Well, we have to we what have you, to help people with curriculum. We got to do this. What do you have? So Georgia and Juliet are what six months apart? Yes. <clears throat> Give or take five or six mm-hmm. months. The little buddies. Yeah, they are little buddies. They Facetime more uh, than Angela what, and I now. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> For real. It is. Um, what do you have her studying this year? Okay. So. Oh, man, how do you even break this down? See, this is why this is a complicated conversation. So for English, um, she is doing an online class with Juliet uh, through a Mm -hmm. great teacher that I was introduced to. And they are greeting through old classic literature, discussing it as a class, um, learning to write essays and sentence structure and all these kinds of things. So I'm really excited for her to be doing that. Um, we don't do a ton of online computer stuff, but this is one of those situations where I was like, I want her to learn from this guy. I want her. I've tried to get her to read, you know, Mark Twain multiple times. She's such a reader, but she hasn't been excited about mm-hmm. it. But now that they're reading, mm-hmm. you know, their their first book is The Adventures of Tom right. Sawyer. She's really excited about it. So, yeah. So she'll be doing that for English. And then she does something called Pro Gym Masnada. Um, and she is doing that with Stuart because he was classically educated and he understands a lot more about grammar than I do. I'm just a writer for a living. But other than that, I don't understand anything about English. <laughs> like, please don't make me pick out the verb or like, you know, silent E makes the vowel say its name. Like, don't make me do that. I can't do that. <laughs> Um, so I can do verbs and adjectives and stuff, Blake. I can do adjectives. 
present participle nope. or no? Nope. You at once once it got to indirect objects, I was always like in advanced English in high school. I don't know. I don't know why they kept putting me in the advanced mm-hmm. classes because it. What? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, I can write. I don't understand the structure of it. So pro gym really helps to break that down um, and understand those kinds of things. So that's what she's doing for mm-hmm. English um, okay. and writing. And reading, I suppose. So last year mm-hmm. we've talked about read aloud revival. Sarah McKenzie has great book lists for kids, but it was really nice to actually hand English over to Mr. Turnbull and say, okay, what are we reading? <laughs> what are we writing? This is great. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to, to be doing that with him. So um, Owen does pro gym as well. So that's, that's his sort of English literature. Um, okay. So should we, do you want to just go English, English or kid kid yeah sure okay what is so go with Uh, your english yeah well because i went last year started kind of morphing a lot of not everything but the history um literature english over to sunlight yeah and i guess some science um this year with it being an election year and just you know there's a lot happening hello in the country we are doing uh I kind of pulled out of the history plan that I did have and we're all, everybody is focusing on U.S. history this year. So with Sunlight, there's history books. There's a couple of history books, but then it's a literature based uh, curriculum. So there's a pile of books she's reading, you know, as Justin Morgan good, had a horse, and Johnny, curriculum Johnny Tremaine <laughs> and yeah, it's it's so it's everything is she's learning about history, but she's learning it via reading literature. And then that, the English assignments no are based point. out of that. That is no small point. I think that is so no, it's, crucial. It, 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 it's something I'm very passionate about. Uh-huh. Almost dogmatic. <laughs> <laughs> because instead of just reading a textbook and getting one person's view or a couple people's view on a subject, reading some paragraphs, trying to find the words in bold print, trying to remember that what those words are and filling in the blank at the end. Yep. It's seriously, it, um, this is a perfect yeah, example completely, of that. A completely different approach is um, there's this great series of books for, you know, fairly young readers called Dear America. And it's about it's fictional, but it's young girls diaries. <sighs> who have gone through certain things. So for example, on the Titanic or immigrating mm-hmm. over from Europe into my girls early America. Read all okay. those. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, sim- there's a similar one, like that's all like princess diaries. So it's Cleopatra mm. and Marie Antoinette. And yeah, it's, it's such uh, an amazing yeah, way the for Great. them to yeah. learn about these things. And all of a sudden they have life. They have, they have mm-hmm. understanding of them in the context of a story. They know what to do right. with that. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it'll take a portion, a passage from the book, and that will be um, the dictation for the week. So then she's, you know, using a text that she's familiar with because she's read it and she's learning where all the punctuation goes and the capital letters and Juju and uh, we each have a Juju. So that's confusing (laughs) to the audience. But Julian and Juliet are doing the same I'm kind of pushing Julian. To, I just want to see how he do. So I picked the more advanced books for this particular uh, set of curriculum. Uh, you can pick like an advanced reader or average reader. And then I put them on the four day program so that we could have Fridays reserved. We can talk about that. Yeah. But um, the spelling list, like everything. Uh, 
sort of comes from the literature. Yes. And that's that's, a you know, that's very um, Charlotte Mason esque. Yes. And I always loved, you know, Elizabeth Foss is like my homeschool hero. And she does that where she'll take a paragraph from a book and that's their spelling list for the week. So it's I feel like it really matches up with a lot of my personal convictions on the way they're taught and what they're exposed to. Mm -hmm. And um, they're excited. They have it's this little thing called a lap book. And so once or twice a week, they do a little project and it's like the series of fold out flaps and um, you know, over the summer they would write like newspaper article. My kids are always doing creative mm-hmm. writing things on their own anyways. So now it's sort of like taking that and putting it in to this, you're almost making like a pop-up book of history. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, all of the children have a big fat, like inch and a half thick timeline. So as they're reading these things too, then we're popping all these characters into their timeline and they keep this book for the, for their schooling career. Mm-hmm. So that by the time they're done, it's just full and it has their notations and their drawings and their stickers or whatever. Yeah, It's I their own that. personal history. Yeah. I love that. Kind of geeks me yeah, out. Yeah, It does. It does. What mm-hmm. is it about having things compiled in a notebook? That's just so exciting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so let's let's dive into history a little bit then, because you kind of dabbled in there mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, for history, we're doing we do uh, classical conversations, though we're not part of a community. But I love their curriculum, and so we're doing their history curriculum. So one of the things is a timeline. Like literally, you, the mm-hmm. kids learn a timeline song from creation and the fall to like modern day. Mm-hmm. times, and it's all to song. So even little kids like Juliet, they can pick up on it you know it's a great song it's a great song it's super catchy and i see it as my personal challenge to be able to like sing it better every time and like not forget anything um but it gives them an overall context like did the fall of rome happen before or after this you know that kind of a thing right Right. Which is great. And then they have these fabulous cards where, you know, okay, so this week's creation in the fall, the flood in the Tower of Babel, Mesopotamia and Sumer, Egyptians, blah, blah. And each of those subjects has a little card. And it's just an opportunity for us to go through as a family. We do history together. Mm-hmm. Explain this for five minutes. Let's talk about creation in the fall or let's talk about the Egyptians. And then it just we have some conversation about it and we just go through five of those a week. Super simple. Um, but then we're also cool. really focusing on American history. So per CC curriculum, we start with states and capitals. Another great song. <laughs> you guys just go YouTube it. Yeah. States and capitals song. Um, so same thing. Augusta, Maine, Concord, New Hampshire, Providence, Rhode Island. Blah, 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 blah. And it get, we talk about each state for a couple minutes and we look at the map. Here it mm-hmm. is. Here's what it looks like. Look how small it is. Like Rhode Island. What? Um, it's like, right. it's like 10 times smaller than my County. Um, so we're focusing on that. So using CC's curriculum, reading through all the little house series, because they're a great, a great testament to American history and just opportunities yeah. for conversation and exposing that in real literature. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, even like the girls are reading the adventures of Tom Sawyer, another great you know, American history sort of. Yes. I have a little kid sneaking. I'll talk while you do that. Yeah. Uh, Something we do with the kids. It's fun. We do a round Robin with history. Okay. So we, 
will pick a starting point, whether it's the beginning or something, and someone will say something, and then the person to the right has to try to say the next thing ah, sequentially. Fun. And we try to see how far we can get around. That's fun. I love that. But yeah. history, history is one of those subjects mm-hmm. that's really great to do as a group. You don't need to do each kid individually. You know? And yeah. So I've got a minor paired off in twos. So with Anais, because last year just wasn't her year. And now this year, we're just going to finish up teaching her how to read. She just turned seven um, and it's just clicking. And Junior is freaking me out. He's going to be a little bit more like Amelie, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I didn't get her. I didn't do the sunlight program with her. I thought, you know what we're going to do? Because I am such uh, an advocate for the Little House books. We've we've read them just oh, tens of times. I'm going to read her the Little House books, give her that foundation um, just for the ethics and morals and history and family life presented in those books. And that's going to be sort of the crux of of her history. And then um, I have this series of vintage books that has like the story of the Mayflower, mm-hmm. the story of the Jefferson Memorial. You know, it's I got them at a thrift shop last year and I thought, you know what? That is plenty. Great. Yeah. We're going to sit and read. You're going to fill your little brain. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the great quotes we used to use in our, I had a business coach and, and she would say, you are in this work as a marathon and not as a sprint. And I think Mm -hmm. you have to hold on to that as a homeschooler, because what you'll want to do, especially when you get excited about it and you're feeling like I'm in the pocket, you're going to overly shove everything down your kid's throat and not be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Okay. I've got 15 years. Like this is going to, it's going to be fine. We're not going to cover every single teeny tiny piece of stuff, but we've got all these years to do that. And so that would be. It's like 15. Like, look, think of it as like a giant canvas. Yes. You have a wonderful idea for a painting. You're not going to do it in the first year. Yeah. It's. Yeah. You have 15 years to paint this beautiful, colorful. Yeah. Rich canvas. Mm -hmm. And each year is a different layer. You're just going to add in a right. little bit of a different layer. I've noticed Georgia, mm-hmm. who's asking really thoughtful questions now. And, you know, even a couple of years ago, it's not what she was doing. So because she's asking mm-hmm. these questions and not just taking in information, um, she's getting an entirely different understanding of stuff that we're talking about than somebody like Will, who's just he's still just like in the feed me stage. Right. Just like any any mm-hmm. nuggets of information you give him, he'll hold on to. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, history. What math does Sunlight use? Um, they do. I don't use it. Oh, they okay. use. Do they use Saxon? Matthew C or something? Oh, they use Matthew C. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We use teaching textbooks. You use teaching so textbooks. I do. Okay. I use. I do a Becca with them until third grade. Okay. So like kindergarten, first, second, whatever. Um, because I think I've said this before. Because it's really challenging, and I think it gives them a really good kind of a head if they can handle it. And then teaching textbooks begins at third, third grade. And that has been really helpful for me because then I can be done with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a fun computer program. It's, um, it's not dumbed down, but there's like some fun animation and little bonus c- characters you get. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's kind of grading, you know, it keeps the grades for the parent. Yeah. Um, if they get it wrong, it says like, oh, it looks like you're having trouble. Let's look at this again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like all I love it. Oh, that's good. OK, so it. a Becca till yeah. third grade. And then after 
that you do mm-hmm. what? Or APEC until till the till second okay. and then third we start on teaching teaching textbooks. textbooks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not familiar with yeah. that one. Um we use I really like it. You should I mean if you're curious, you should check it out. It's I looked at Matthew C. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one with the guy like in front of a whiteboard. Mm-mm. We use Matthew C. <gasps> One of, them, one of them, somebody recognized, I was like, no, this is not going to work. Like, yeah, it was too. Um, I don't know if they, they know, have DVDs, dull. but we don't use those. We just, mm-hmm. we sit down. It's just manipulative. So f- physical. Mm-hmm. What I like about Matthew C, and I know that this will probably hit the note with a lot of parents, is that math is one of those subjects that parents are simply terrified to teach. Mm-hmm. And like Matthew C it's like literally like say this here's how you teach your kid this you know you've got you've got your teacher manual they've got their student notebook you walk through a lesson and then it's just a bunch of practice sheets and if they totally got it you can skip them and move on to the next lesson there's no need to just repeat a math task a thousand times which I think why Mm -hmm. do we do that to kids that's why kids hate math I don't know it's like if they show oh, that they could I do another page of three digit subtraction. Exactly. Gee. If they know how to do it, move on. Right. I think especially right. with type, like type A homeschooling moms, because I'm this way. I have to fight it. I want every answer done. I want it done correctly. And I want every sheet totally perfectly filled out blah, blah, before we move on to the next one. That's not how. Oh, it should. not me. I'm like, forget. No, you don't need to do that. Skip that crap. Next. What's else? What looks even especially math. I'm like, mom, do I have to do this? I look it over. I'm like, no, you know how to do yeah. that. Forget yeah. that. I just put a big X through it. It makes them so oh, happy. Oh, seriously. Like just skipping through the sheets. Do that. You guys don't make them do math for an hour just because you feel like you're supposed to do math for an hour. Under- right. Understand the concept. Show you understand it. Do a little practice and move along. Um. But yes, yeah, so we've got three kids doing math, you see now, and it's excellent. It's okay. really great. So we've been really happy with that. Cool. Um, what other what other subjects? Um, oh, we, we should probably talk about. Well, OK, I will confess <laughs> that I am having to let go of one of my little ideals, my little <sighs> idols, I guess we can say. Uh-oh. I am taking French off the table for this year for our family, which makes me very sad because I stocked up on baller French curriculum. But (laughs) French curriculum is hard if you don't speak it yourself. I don't speak it. And so that's why I was like, I need to devote time. And also I love Italian too. So I'm just really all over the board. But um, Mm -hmm. I need to, to be willing to invest and do the hard work into understanding more before I can teach it to them. And just... Logistically, we have nobody around us who speaks it, which makes Mm -hmm. it hard to practice with other people and foreign language. I don't want to say it's a it's an extracurricular because I think it's really important that they understand not everybody in the world speaks English. (laughs) And there are a lot of bi or trilingual people in the world, which is truly fabulous. Mm -hmm. Europeans have a leg up on us in this because they interact with people from all different languages here in the U.S. like, well, And they start early. And they, I they mean, start early, they, but it's, it's like you go, I could drive for days and days and days and not find somebody else who speaks any other language, you know? Right. Um, right. Here, Spanish is, is king. And so the yeah. kids have actually picked up Spanish. It would make way more sense to teach them Spanish because we, mm-hmm. you know, 50% of our population here speak Spanish. But, mm-hmm. um, but our, our, 
curriculum is very full. It's very full. It's at the capacity that we can take it to right now. And um, so I will continue to introduce new language audiobooks. There's some really great ones. Paul Noble has some audiobooks on Audible that are phenomenal for for introducing language to children. And so I will keep playing those so that they can hear different languages and be exposed to them. But in mm-hmm. terms of actually teaching it as a curriculum, I've sort of just had to let that die uh, because I can't do all the things. So right. Um, you kind of have to weigh like, what are we going to do and what are we not going to do? That might not be the same for a family who doesn't farm, let's say. But um, right. anyway, boo, kind of sad about that. Yeah. Well, it is challenging. Like, unless you're it's hard enough. I mean, I speak enough French that I can have a mild conversation, <laughs> but it, it's I got to the I used to speak it all the time to my children before I had so many of them. Like when Aiden was four, he spoke mostly French, you know, and then it just fades. Mm-hmm. It, does. it takes a lot of mental energy on my part. And by the time I had four children, I was not speaking as much French because I was trying to get out so many different commands and yeah. orders and run the house. Um, yeah. But yeah, it would be very, very challenging if you didn't have a, a somewhat of a better grasp on it yourself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do with Spanish. I took a lot of Spanish. I've spoken a lot of Spanish, rough, Mm -hmm. rough Spanish. (laughs) But um, anyway, yeah. So we're keeping we're trying to keep our kids broad, right? Trying to keep them Mm -hmm. broad, keep them exposed to things, keep them their minds open. But um, also having the wisdom to know what we should push and what we shouldn't push. Um, We got to run through. We're already over an hour. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> um we could do two part. We could I feel like we kind of might kids. because let's do we that. We haven't talked on music, we haven't talked on art, we haven't talked on science. Even just reading. We haven't learning how to read. We haven't talked about learning how to read. We haven't yeah. touched on any or actual schedules of how we are teaching multiple children. Dang. Mm-hmm. That was Let's do it. Okay. All right, ladies, meet us back here on Thursday. Okay, and we are going to record part two of this conversation and kick our other one to the curb for a few more days. Um, Do join us over on Instagram. At some point, I will post over there again. (laughs) Whoops. I just went there today and realized I was like three episodes behind. So it's okay. Okay, we're going to be fine. Everyone's going to be fine here. Um, But we are over on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast. If you'd like to check out any of the past episodes, of course, you can do that wherever you listen to podcasts or over on our website, homemakerchicpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to all of our sponsors and the coupon codes for them if you have forgotten them. Um, if you need to utilize that. If you need to utilize And them. you need yes. to. Do- we've got salt. We've got wine. We've got clothing. We've got flour. We've got makeup. Yes. We got it. We got it. We got what you need. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> this feels incomplete because we didn't, we didn't get to finish, but we will finish it's on okay. Thursday. Yes. And do let us know Our take- over on social media what homeschool looks like for you because... One of the things you'll find in doing this is that you need a community, even though you're home by yourself doing this. You still mm-hmm. need a community um, because that's where we get ideas. That's where we learn new things. And we want to be open and broad and wide as well. So, okay. 
Well, that's that. I guess we'll see you Thursday. So take some pictures (laughs) of your homeschool routine. Tag us at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Our takeaway from today is uh, uh, (laughs) see you Thursday. (laughs) See you Thursday. (laughs) All right. Bye, y'all. Cheers. Cheers.